I I was recording, but I don't know that we'd ever want to play it back. That's I'm gonna give one use that ever ever. That one we leave in the archives forever. All right, here we go. Roll it. You need to go ahead and take a break now. There's faith, there's family, and then there has to be sleep, proper appetites, and exercise. Y'all need to slow down and chill out. That's what you need to do. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the number one resource for church tech, with your hosts, Eric Dye, Jeremy Smith, and Phil Schneider. But first, a quick word from this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is brought to you by Jeremy's Church Tech Devotional Rebuilding. This devotional can be done on your own or with an entire church tech team, week by week, day by day, however you like. This devotional is for church tech by church tech. Get refreshed. Learn more about this church tech devotional on the Church Mag Press website at churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. Thank you, Eric. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Ty here along with Jeremy Smith and Phil Snyder. Okay, so the holidays are on their way or here or through or whatever. It's a busy time. And Phil has brought up an excellent, excellent topic, probably because it's near and dear to his heart. Because hard because Phil's got a lot of things going on. I mean, he's busy with church and school and work, but he's got, you know, some awesome family stuff happening as well that's make that's uh uh, pretty intense Phil yeah take it away what's your tip man well my tip is pretty simple and it's just that after I mean actually really starting this week starting last week but after Thanksgiving um, church tech's gonna get crazy because you're gonna get into stage design you're gonna implement stage design you're gonna implement a sermon series you're gonna have your Christmas sign up Facebook events it's gonna be just banana town crazy and yeah, just you could you could say Craig. I can, can I say it's a family podcast. I wasn't sure if I could say Craig Cray on a family show, but um, it's gonna be Cray Cray. I mean, you want to bleep out one of those Crays? It's gonna be Cray. <laughs> it's gonna be Cray Cray, and you need to go ahead and take a break now. Take a break right now and uh, break away from your normal pattern routines and do something to relax. So I'll give you some, so for, so full disclosure. I have to do this. My wife is having a baby next week. What? what? I know, right? By the time this podcast airs, By the time this podcast baby. airs, we will be a family of four yes. and a family of three. And this is our first baby in, in seven years. So we're a little stressed out about it. Um, in the midst of, you know, we, we weren't playing. We were trying. We thought we would be, we thought at this point we might be like two months pregnant, not, you know, 38 and a half weeks pregnant. So we, uh, we're caught off guard. So overachiever. That's what you are. Phil. Well, yeah, uh, honestly, it was an absolute miracle, which I'll explain that later on, on the adult version of church mag after, after, after hours. So when I can talk about <laughs> some more grown up topics, because I don't know if kids are in the car right now when they listen to this, but anyway, um, we, we initiated like a complete basement renovation starting in the month of June because we needed a place for my office to go because my office is turning into the nursery. In fact, I'm sitting, I'm right now using my, 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 my daughter's changing table as my, my desk so that I can do this podcast. It sounds pretty good. I'm wondering if I should move from a desk to a changing table for recording. Well, I mean, it helps. I bought the nice mic and pop filter about, about six months ago. I'm thinking so, the pad, yeah. like the pad that goes on the changing I'm table. Actually, maybe that's I'm helping. I'm not using that because it would make my laptop off balance. And I'm typing a little bit still while we're recording. But anywho, so like that, that didn't get done. It's, it's well, we're well over halfway done, but it's not done. There's still a lot of mudding and taping to do. And if you're done mudding or taping, you know that my 
my basement sucks right now. Um, and why you're putting it off? Well, I'm not putting it off. It's just I have no skill and I have no time. And um, it was a it was a it was a mudding and taping joke. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I didn't get backing out of this right now. That's right. So that being said, I am taking taping jokes. I am. <laughs> I am Are you not up on your mudding and taping jokes? Um, I guess I am taking Thursday off work this week. To take my wife to the doctor. After we are home, I'm going to be getting some stuff done. Like a little last bit of, of activity before uh, we get into like, you know, the three days out. Once the baby's born, I'm ta- I'd sp- we'll have Thanksgiving break, and I'm going to take a number of days off work to help my wife adjust and whatnot. But I'm also like, I'm trying to get all the work I can get done now because after Thanksgiving, I'm not doing anything for two weeks. Uh, I believe, uh, Eric, I've got like, I think, 10 posts in the hopper and church mag, which should, I think, or somewhere around there, which should ride me through to end, the end of December. Now, if I have time to write something and I want to, I might, but I want to have as much off my plate as possible. So for example, I'm in charge of my church's Christmas website. I've sent out an email today saying, okay, I need the content for the site. So those people who are in charge of this, that, and the other thing, give me your content. I'm getting this website done before Saturday because after Sunday uh, morning service, I'm off the clock. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm not, obviously they can call me. I can, we can work through things, but I want as little possible on my plate going into the next few weeks. You know, two years ago before, um, around Christmas time, I put away all my nonfiction books and read Christmas Carol. Uh, it was nice and relaxing and, and restorative. And last year I didn't do that. And I wish I had I at least read something. So the past week I've been listening to a biography on tape, which are just so relaxing and fun for me, which I know I'm boring. I'm an old man, but I'm also reading an Agatha Christie mystery novel right now. I'm, I'm, I'm consciously filling my time with things I enjoy this week. I'm going to rewatch gardens of the galaxy volume two for the fourth time. Do it. Why? Because it's something I want to do. I'm not going to do anything. I'm teaching my last lesson on Wednesday night for the, for this year. And I'm not teaching again the rest of the year at church. And after that, I'm not going to do a single thing for, for, for my own personal mental improvement. I'm going to have fun. I had a goal of reading 20, uh, reading 30 books this year. I'm at 29 right now. I'll finish the next one this week and I'll be done with my goal. And from then on now, it's all just great. You, sir, are on fire. But my point is, is that, once you get down to this point in the year, you have to begin to prepare to, to recharge because um, unfortunately, most people don't have the luxury like I do of having like eight days off work at the end of the year. So you're going to come back from New Year's and you're back in the swing of things, especially if you're a volunteer at church. So you need to be taking some conscious steps right now to prepare to relax at home off the clock and not worry about the church or any of that stuff. Worry about your home mission field and the own mission field of your soul. Yeah, you, you have to you have to take time to recharge. And I, th- I think that that is a cyclical thing that happens at the macro and micro level. It happens on on all different levels. And you know, kind of what you've outlined and what I've experienced in my own life is that with with some advanced planning, it is a lot easier to do. I remember in college, I hit stuff really hard early on, especially when the content was easier. So when the content got more difficult, I wasn't I wasn't buried. Right. There wasn't as much pressure to do well because I'd done all the hard work early on and it made the second part of the school year a lot easier. OK, so, you know, or or I finally got church mag caught up where I'm working a week ahead 
and that takes a lot of pressure off and it makes life a lot easier so you know if you invest early on you can you can really loosen things up towards the end at the same time not all of us can either a get into that position or b can ever be in that position and you kind of live moment to moment a little bit more and if you're in those situations you still need to do what phil's talking about you still need to sit time aside and you need to recharge you can you can skip recharges for a season or for a time but you it is not something that is sustainable you have to recharge you have to put fuel in the tank whatever that may be okay and you'd really need to be you really need to be honest with yourself because you might be doing um like shortcuts to recharging um i know people use that for tv right that feels okay to sit for an hour and watch a television show now if that's how you recharge by all means do that but sometimes people do that in lieu of something else they would rather do but it feels like too much of a commitment right? it's, it's, it's it's using candy for energy right right exactly so like if you like if, if you want to you know play a video game or you want to build a bookshelf or you want to go hiking or biking or you know whatever your whatever your thing is right like just think about you know if, if you skipped something that you're doing uh, that feels a little bit more guilt-free to recharge, kind of switching your time around a little bit with that, you can really open up to do things that charge you up even more. So that's something that you can think about a little bit as well. But this idea of, of you know, going, you know, like through a famine not to recharge yourself, it leads to burnout. Everyone says it. Google it. Leads to burnout. Burnout, Jeremy. Like, what do you think about that? Recharging and burnout and how that works together. Does the therapist think about burnout? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, burnout's really tough. And I think we've talked about it a lot in the past of what that looks like. And um, taking that time for yourself and for your, your, I, I think that, I think that we think that the more and more we work, the better it will be. And the burnout happens. And I feel like when, um, I moved to Ohio and this is a short move. This is only 2000 miles compared to you, Eric. But when I moved to Ohio and started my new job and was trying to get enrolled in all that stuff, it took me almost six months in the entire process before I found my feet again. And that was me trying to maintain it. And I was ineffective for six months on my blogging with church bag on almost anything except for um, being able to, do this podcast i feel like i'm finally back a little bit my groove if i can intentionally make the time for it and life doesn't happen too hard and so i think that you have to be realistic about what that looks like because if you keep pushing and keep pushing you think you're doing good until you crash and burn and then you're worthless to everybody around you and that might be when the biggest amazing things happen in that process so i'm all for working smarter not harder personally yeah there, there's a couple thoughts some new things that i've learned um from from the new place that uh, i'm working there's a couple things first of all um they're very adamant about you not working extra hours like you know if you're on if you're online they see you in slack and they think you might be working extra hours they say hey what are you doing you need to log off and be done for the day you know i don't care what you're doing you need to stop because the the idea is to always bring your a game and they know that you can't bring your A game if you're not taking time to recharge. If you're working too many hours, you're not going to bring quality. And they want quality over quantity. And so that is something that, you know, 
people like to talk about, but living it out is not something either a, they don't have, they feel like they don't have that luxury and they might not have that luxury. It doesn't feel like it's a cost that you can, that you can pay, but in the end you will pay the cost if you don't, if you don't take that time to recharge. The second thing that I've learned is the, the question goes like this in referring to how long does, how, how much time does it take to do something? Right. How long is it going to be until you have caught up on all your tasks so that you can feel, quote unquote, guilt free and do something enjoyable? The same can be said with this question. How long is a piece of string? Okay. so if you think of a pool of string, how long is it? How how long is a piece of string when you need a piece of string? It's wherever you cut it, right? It's whenever you say this string is long enough right here. This is where it ends right here. That's how long a piece of string is, okay? And so you need to decide in your life, how long is this piece of string? How long am I going to go before I recharge? How long am I going to to wait until this is quote-unquote done and it's okay for me to do something? When is it? Right now, man. Just cut the string because you know what? That string's going to keep un- unrolling and unrolling and unrolling and unrolling and unrolling for a very long time until you say, you know what? This is a tangled mess. I've had enough and you cut it. But don't wait until it gets to be a tangled mess, guys. Cut it now. <laughs> I know there was like no warning for when my monologue was going to end. Sorry, guys. No, I, I definitely agree. I think that um, I'll be honest. I don't think that that's something that you just fall into either. It has to be something that's very planned and intentional and guarded. Um, and you have to have a cutoff point. Like for me, it starts with four things or five things, I guess. There's faith which has to be in there. There's family that has to be in there. And then there has to be sleep, a proper appetite and exercise. And those are all very selfish things that have nothing to do with work. And yet they have to be there because if you don't, then you're going to be unhealthy. I, I can't imagine how many less sick days I would have had when I did youth ministry, when I was around snotty junior high kids and high school students that never washed their hands if I would have just taken the proper care of myself, but you have to dedicate time to that. You have to take a break. You have to, I mean, the fact that I get to go to the gym right now and I can't run right now because of these migraines, but if I can go walk for 45 minutes, that's a huge thing for me. Like I didn't get to do it on Monday because our car broke down. And so I had to go take it into the shop and I'm feeling that today on Tuesday because it's that important. I felt it at work. I wasn't as productive because I didn't have that. I didn't get as much sleep last night because I'm changing to 10 hour shifts. I'm feeling that right now. And it was just a small shift in things, but that's a huge deal in how you are impacting your life. They say that if you get one hour less of sleep for up to five days, it's like you are operating drunk because you are so impaired because of your lack of sleep in yourself. And that's one hour of sleep. That's you at seven hours of sleep. That's That's, that's really encouraging to hear. Imagine if if you're hustling and you're trying to make sure your Sunday service is perfect Mm -hmm. and you're getting six hours of sleep or four hours of sleep because you had to put the extra effort in a couple of times. Well, you know, working at a desk so much, I'm, I'm not getting the activity that I need, which makes weight loss and being healthy very difficult because you're just, it's like impossible. It feels like, and so I, I got an exercise bike. I got one that can fold up because they usually become this big giant thing. And I, w- I want to be able to move it around the house and put it in the closet or whatever I need to do. Not leave it in the closet, mind you. 
Um, and so I'm keeping it in the living room. And so whenever we're hanging out as a family, we're watching whatever, or while the kids are doing dishes and cleaning up after dinner or whatever, <coughs> I, that's when I do my bike ride. And I'm engaged with everybody around me because like, I can't go anywhere. I can't be distracted. That's when I get asked probably the most questions throughout the day now is when I'm riding the exercise bike. And so, you know, I'm committed to doing that every day and I'm, you know, it, it does make you feel better. And if you skip it, you don't feel so great. And it's, it's getting my heart rate up, which, you know, is really important. Um, and you're right, Jeremy, it just, just makes you feel better. And it seems like, oh, I don't have time to ride the exercise bike. But what I'm finding is that I'm actually getting a bunch of stuff done because I thought I would just look at my news feed on my phone, but instead I end up just talking with everybody in the house, which I wasn't doing before, you know? And so I'm, I'm actually getting so much more accomplished and everything about it is so much more healthy because I decided to say, I decided to say, Hey, the string is this long or draw a line in the sand or whatever analogy you want to use and decided, Hey, I'm going to do this every day. So it's encouraging to hear that you're having similar experiences with your going to the gym. The, you know, if you miss it, you don't feel great, but doing it makes you feel good and et cetera. That's cool. And they say that it's mental health. Um, the biggest factor of mental health in, in America is our diet and our sleep. If we could improve our diets just a little bit and improve our weight loss so that we're not overweight, um, depression would collapse. Like we would, the pharmaceutical companies would go out of business because they're not making enough money. Yeah. If I think if people, especially Americans would eat just like, you cut off one of the meals you eat. Like you, you know, you eat basically five meals. You're like, well, I don't eat five meals. I bet that last snack of the day you eat is probably around 300 calories, which basically qualifies as a meal. So if you cut that off and it paired it with a, just a modicum of, of exercise, you would definitely feel a lot yeah, better. You, you, you really got to look to the countercultural because I mean, me moving from, from Italy to the States, I mean, I haven't changed that much, but it's been enough that, you know, putting on and putting back 20 pounds, 25 pounds happened, right? Um, just, just from that change. And so that's why the increase of activity and, um, the being more strict about, uh, you know, eating fresher and healthier foods, et cetera. But there's a threshold that I find in my weight that if I, if I get below a certain threshold, I think faster. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. Right. And, and I, you know, it's easy to think, well, I don't have time to prepare a salad or I don't have time to peel a carrot or whatever. Right. But those few seconds, you're not really saving any time. You know, like I challenge you, if you think something's taking too long, time it. I used to think that, that doing some of my church mag tasks took way longer than they actually did until I timed them. And then I started timing like lots of other tasks that I do. And it began to put everything in perspective. I'm like, this doesn't take long. Like I had this mental block. They didn't even, they didn't need to be there. And so that's what time, like, and that, and that's something you can measure. And here we're talking even about health and what that ends up saving you in the long run, financially, time-wise, everything else. We think we're cutting corners and we think we're being efficient. We think we're being productive, but we're really just selling ourselves short. I'm afraid we kind of got, are we still on topic? I don't know. What's going on guys. (laughs) I guess it's about self-care, I guess, huh? Basically we're saying church tech, take five. You, You need to, you need to. Take from and God forbid you should, pr- you right. should pray. Yeah, some prayer. That's healthy. That's only healthy there too. was a good church tech type thing that could help with maybe some spiritual stuff. 
if only someone would write a devotional based upon the the writings of Nehemiah. If only. It'd be good. I like that. If idea. only. If only it went on church church mag press. If only if it was there. Hey, also just to, just to go off platform. <laughs> To, to to get away from our, this native advertising, uh, you should also look in Google uh, Claire Diaz Ortiz's um, free ebook, The Present Principle. It's an acronym, you know, present, and it actually talks about um, how to start a what I would say a a spiritual morning ritual as opposed to a life sucking routine. I'm actually my my resource is a little bit different there's a book out there called grits them I'm, I'm not all the way done i still have an hour left on my audiobook but it's been amazing and if you take that idea coupled with the idea of a calling which she briefly talks about from a very brief doesn't even reference the fact that it's from the bible spirituality with calling the idea of being able to push through and do amazing things it's amazing how she talks about people that really try hard and do things and get back up and keep pushing on, but they take that break. They know when they go home, they know what's really important in that process, and they, they're able to continue to be passionate about the things that they're doing because I'm passionate about my job and working with church bag and doing all these things, but that's only a piece of the pie, right? That's not my only calling. My, it doesn't factor in my counseling. It doesn't factor in my um, family piece of it. And those things play a big part in that. And so it's a really good resource if anybody wants to kind of have some more cool. look at what All that right, looks guys, like. Guys, you get, shoot me the link so I can put it in the show notes at least. And uh, I guess my little bit isn't a book or anything like that. It's just y'all need to slow down and chill out. That's what you need to do. Um, as uh, on the uh, 11th of November, it marked a year since... Uh, coming back to the United States and um, kind of reflecting that on, on that a little bit, I was reminded of one of the number one things that really stood out to me, right, that was uh, culturally different, that I needed, that I knew I needed to be mindful of, something that I knew I didn't want to fall back into, and that was the velocity that life is lived. It is, um, it is this real struggle of quality over quantity and, uh, Going fast doesn't doesn't really help you with either one of them. So just slow down, chill out, okay, everyone, please. Send us an email, podcast at churchmag. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, we'll be sure to share it on an upcoming episode. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on Buzzsprout.com. Buzzsprout.com.